0: Welcome to COMC Office Hours, a student-led production of the College of Media and Communication at Texas Tech University. Each episode, students will host discussions about the media and communication industry, post-grad life, and all the questions you wish you would have asked in Office Hours. This is a space for current students, industry professionals, and faculty to connect as we explore what it's like to take the leap into any industry, anywhere. Awesome. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to COMC um, Office Hours. Today, we are joined by Joey Fun, the Executive um, Communications Manager at Microsoft. And this is Ada. And I'm Melanie. Awesome. So, Joey, we have a couple questions for you just about your experience in the college, plus where you are now um, and how that's all like you found what you're passionate about and what you're doing in the workforce now. So the first question we am to start off with is what was your experience like in the College of Media and Communication?
1: Well, awesome. Yeah. Thank you both for having me. I'm excited to be here. Man, my experience in the College of Media, College of Media and Communications was really awesome, um, if I could just sum it up into one word. Um, it really made me feel like I was where I was belong. I know you and I had um, some quick chatter before we started this recording about being passionate about what we're doing and not feeling like you're doing something you hate. Um, and that was something that I agreed with you on, that when I when I realized that I wanted to major in public relations and that belonged to the College of Media and Communications, I really felt that sense of belonging. I felt like I found what I wanted to do and what I was really passionate about. Um, and the coolest part was, you know, prior to coming to Texas Tech, I was in the army for eight years. And I didn't have a whole lot of idea of what I wanted to do. I remember coming to Red Raider orientation and just being like, I guess I wanna do business. And the counselor and recruiter were like, why? And I was like, I don't know, I feel like that's a standard answer. And they're like, well, are you, do you like math and science? And I was like, no, absolutely not. And they were like, mm-hmm, okay, yeah. well, what do you enjoy doing? And so I talked about some of my work in the military um, and they recommended that I go meet with some of the faculty and staff over in the College of Media and Communications. And while I was there, I remember my advisor at the time kind of led me down the road to public relations, and it was just an instant fit from faculty, staff, deans, and everything above. So to sum it all up, that is why I love the College of Media and Communications and why I'm really passionate about where I got my degree from and what led me to where I am today.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. And as far as PR specifically, what led you to pursue that as your degree?
1: You know, I think a lot of things pulled me to that. Um, communication specifically, um, again, going back to my military career, you realize how important communications is specifically in the military. Um, And you get to see that breakdown of communication and what happens when the message gets jumbled or there's not clear, concise communications. And so that was the first thing that really led me to PR. But then the second side of it was getting to manage all your different publics, you know whether those are internal, external, um, or a mix of both of those. Um, and getting to help control and shape that narrative, I like to say I thrive in chaos. Um, mm. And so being in PR, there's no two days that are alike. <laughs> um, and getting that constant mix of internal and external communications and getting to work with different parts of the business. You know, I think more than anything nowadays, PR is has a seat at the table. And that's amazing because, you know, we've had to fight a lot of times to have that seat at the table. But now more than ever, after these last three years, you see PR is involved in almost every business, every decision the businesses are making. And they're being consulted with legal, with HR, uh, facilities management, um, employee morale. Um, And of course, you know, their their go-to-market news cycle and products. And so, you know, again, all of that really encompassed what drew me to PR is because you do a lot more than just your standard PR. You are the true... Communications professional that is consulting your business and your leadership team um, on their business and the the right things to do and the right way to go about it.
0: Yeah, that's that's awesome. You that definitely explained PR so well. Um, while you're here, I. F- Notice that you were involved with PRSSA here in the college so how did that like especially with students getting involved in organizations like here in the college and we do such a great job of providing opportunities for undergraduate students to join those but was like that experience for you and like starting off in that and how that's like benefited like you now
1: Yeah, that's actually a very fun, unique story. So when I was at Texas Tech, we actually did not have a PRSSA chapter yet. It was something that we had seen other colleges doing, um, but we just had not gotten to that step yet in terms of competitiveness. And I know I talked Mm -hmm. with a lot of my professors about getting the program started. And you know, I think starting and leading those up discussions really helped it get it on the map, but I really have to give the credit to the professors and the students after me who actually really got that lifted off the ground um, and got that started up a couple years ago after I had graduated. So really full credit is deserved and go, goes to them. But,
0: but you did start it. <laughs> I mean, I just started a conversation.
1: They really yeah. started implementing it and getting the yeah. wheels moving. But uh, they, they came back to me uh, at the beginning of this year and reached out to me and look, and we're looking for a new professional advisor. Um, obviously, they have their faculty advisors that help the current um, executive board. but they always need a current enroll professional um, that's out in kind of the real world boots on ground in the, doing that role. And so I had the privilege of being nominated for that and getting voted in early this spring semester. So that is my current role and affili- affiliation with PRSSA.
0: That's awesome. That's that's really cool. I didn't even I didn't know that. And what what a cool little little fact about that organization. Yeah.
2: So, as far as networking, do you have any networking tips for college students specifically?
1: Oh, absolutely. Well <laughs>
2: tell us. <laughs>
1: please. I always feel like this is this is such a fun topic for me, but I but I also have to understand that it's not always a fun topic for everybody. No. Um obviously I'm extremely extroverted. Um I feel like most people um who know me and Probably most faculty and staff around the college would look at would look at you and tell me that I could talk to a trash can if you left me alone <laughs> long enough. Um, I really am extroverted. I enjoy going up, meeting new people, um, and just starting that casual conversation. So, I mean, that's, that's the first easy piece of it if you're extroverted. But if you're really introverted and you are nervous about putting your foot out there or telling your story or going and asking for tips and advice, you know, some of the best things I think to do are to obviously start where you're at start within your college look at your current professors look at your academic advisors look at your uh the dean the faculty and staff and you know network with them and see you know who do they recommend you talk to based on your field and based on what you think you want to do um but then the next step out from there is look at some of those guest speakers that are coming into your classes i know the college does an amazing job at bringing real world professionals in um and getting to listen to them and their experience whether they're coming in virtually or physically in person Um, That was kind of my second step. I immediately connected with them on LinkedIn. Um, And then I always, and this is something I still do to this day, is, you know, you find somebody who's doing what you want to be doing, whether it's two years from now, three, five, or even 10 years from now, and, you know, ask them for a cup of coffee, ask them for a quick one-on-one virtually, um, and just get to know them, see how they got there listen to their lessons learned, because they have so much experience, um, some things they wish they could take back other things that they're so glad that they went through, because it got them to where they are. Um, but I think that's a, a key third step to that. Um, and then fourth, ultimately, is there's nothing like cold calling, or in my essence of, of 2022, you know, getting on LinkedIn and cold messaging people who you see in roles or working for organizations that you want to be part of, um, and you know, I, I've even done that when I hopped my job from Dell Technologies over to Microsoft. You know, I found this recruiter who was recruiting for this role. And I cold DMed her on LinkedIn and just said, hey, I see you're hiring for this role. Here's my resume and my portfolio. This is why I think I'd be a good fit. Let me know if you'd like to set up some time to talk. Um, of course, the more you do it, the better you get at it. Um, it's all about getting that elevator pitch down. Um, and it really becomes more like muscle memory to you. So I think the earlier students can start getting out of their comfort zone the better it will be. Um, especially it'll prepare them post-graduation, getting into that new work life um, where you really won't know anybody. Um, and you really do have to start networking around and learning how to work with people. So that those would be my top four advices uh, advice for networking and getting to know
0: people. That's awesome. That's a lot of like great input and advice. Like that, that's like what you say, like with being extrovert and like, I love how you said like when you saw a job like you were like oh, I might as well go for it like I just feel like that nowadays I feel like that's what it's like kind of turning into but also it's like so cool that, like we have the opportunity to be like when we see some somebody that we want to like want to do their job like the I just think it's so cool that we have an opportunity and I mean that stands out ultimately you know to like that person of like them seeing that like you're interested in what they're doing I just think that's that's great advice and like for you to like now you are at Microsoft, you know, and still like to see that like kind of play out like that is like really awesome. And like,
1: it has a lot of follow through too. And I think there's a lot of steps that come into, you know, first you got to take that first leap and reach out and start that line of communication, but then you got to really follow through with it and be able to follow up with those people you're reaching out to, letting them know how thankful you are for the opportunity. And then, you know, making that impression for where, when and if an opportunity comes along, if they don't already have one for you or a connection point for you to meet. When it does, you're the first thing that pops into their head. So, you know, something that is very traditional and maybe old style, specifically in 22, but like you know, custom thank you notes, dropping it really in the mail, or sending them a thank you basket or something. Those things never go out of style and definitely make an impact. Um, when I was at Dell, I actually had somebody send one of my VPs a their resume and stuff in a FedEx box. <laughs> And like, they got a FedEx package and it came from our mail room. And mm-hmm. my VP was like, I have no idea what this is. I've never ordered anything from FedEx, but like nobody doesn't open a FedEx box. And so she opened it and it was this guy's resume and his portfolio. And she was like, well, I can't not call this guy. Like she's like, <laughs> he definitely got his foot in the door. Um, yeah. um, and so, you know, get leveraging some of that creativity um, and really getting to know the people that you're wanting to network with um, and learning about the, the company they work for and what that what their values are and how, how to make that connection point
2: so do you want to tell us a bit about what led you to microsoft specifically
1: absolutely so this is also another fun story um although i think most of my uh career development or coming of age stories always have a little bit of humor in them but um you know so my my career path was less than traditional in the sense that after high school i went and i joined the army which was the best time ever um have no regrets about that. I held a lot of various positions um, from boots on ground all the way up to leadership roles, ultimately bringing me to Texas Tech where I was an ROTC there. Um, and then ultimately in the College of Media and Co- Communications with my degree in PR um, and about, I'd say the spring semester of my senior year, I really started hard looking at the companies I wanted to work for and why in the organizations. Um, and some of the things that I really loved about the military was how structured it was the hierarchy and organizational matrix um, and the constant changing. I knew those were things that I really liked in an organization and thrived well in. And most of those resemble large corporations. Um, Some corporations, obviously sometimes more advanced than even the military or the government, if you know anything about how the government runs. But, so, you know, I made a wish list of top brands, companies I admired, Um, And, you know, there was a wide breadth of large corporations on there, but then there were also a large breadth of agencies on there. And I really thought for the longest time that I wanted to go agency, there was something about agency life that I really attracted me, the hustle and bustle and working on multiple different accounts. um, And just being able to have that brand notoriety of like working for Edelman or working for Ketchum or somebody like that. And so, you know, I started right before spring break, I started hitting resumes hard and applying everywhere. And I, I think a lot of people, a lot of at least faculty and staff know this story, but I applied, I think, single-handedly for every agency under the sun um, and they all denied me. <laughs> um, and so I think after my like last denial, I was like, okay. I was like, maybe agency life is just not for me. And so I started looking around at other companies um, and you know, I started looking at LinkedIn. I started looking at PRSA because they have a job board and there was a job for a early on in career public relations lead for Dell Technologies. Um, for a new line of business that needed somebody with two to three years of experience of PR in, um, which, you know, I monetized my skills and my roles at tech and PR, as well as in the military. And so, you know, I made sure to cater my resume portfolio and everything to that. Um, And yeah, I landed that job at Dell Technologies. So after graduation, that led me down to Austin, Texas. And I was with Dell for just over three years, where I ended up leading commercial PR for their uh, computer and software line of business. And um, up until September of 2021, um, I was there. And then I really, I kind of felt like I was in autopilot mode at that time in PR, where I was like, okay, we have the product launches, we're going to do this, then we're going to announce the products, or there's a crisis with the product, this is how we handle it. We have these press tours, we have these interviews, those kind of things, I really felt like I wasn't being challenged anymore. And I really wanted to broaden my communication scope. Um, and there was a piece of executive communications that I was always drawn to where I got to do both internal and external communications for a leader in a business. Um, and so, you know, I started marketing myself internally first at Dell. There were a couple opportunities, um, that just didn't seem to work out, um, for where I was at, at the time. Um, and so then I decided to start marketing myself externally outside of Dell, um, and I did a lot of interviews, a lot of interviews, and it got very defeating and felt very long. Mm-hmm. Like, I would say I started applying aggressively in April of 2021, and up until September was when I started at Microsoft. So that's how long it took of interviewing, applying. Um, and I mean, I, and again, I kind of re- regreased my wheels, if you will, on being, get, being interviewed and telling my story and nailing my elevator pitch and marketing myself Um, because, you know, the last time I had really done that was fresh out of college before I joined Dell. So really helped me in that retrospect. But, you know, I interviewed with everybody from Amazon to Slack to Salesforce to Apple, um, Wells Fargo, KPMG. Um, a lot, a wide breadth of different companies. So I wasn't solely focused just on tech, but also um, some like personal brands, but also some consulting agencies and tax and accounting, which sounded so boring to me, but their comms opportunity was very exciting. Um, And so, you know, I'm very thankful for that experience as well. Ultimately, that led me to my role at Microsoft, where I currently am the executive communications manager for the US South region president.
2: That's awesome. Well, congratulations. I know it's still kind of recent. Honestly, 2021 was like yesterday, you know, so congratulations (laughs) again. You talked a lot about your determination and you did not give up. You interviewed, 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 you know, it was months long. So do you want to kind of give us um, some tips about how to stay devoted to that work? I know that's something you seem very good at. (laughs)
1: Yes. Well, and again, that's something I contribute a large part to my military background. Um, And, you know, they always talk to us about resiliency and they always said, be a tennis ball, not an egg. So when you hit the ground, you bounce back, you don't crack. Um, And so, you know, obviously I had a lot of training and experience with that, but on top of it, you know, I think there's a different mindset to it. Obviously when you're in the professional world or personal world of that, And everybody tells you not to take it personal. It's really hard not to take it personal. (laughs) Um, I'll be the first to tell you that, especially when like, if you were in my case, like I made it all the way through my fourth and final round of Amazon interviews and they were four hours long all day, one day.
2: And yeah, (laughs) yeah,
1: four hours. And then a recruiter just sends you a blanketed email that says, sorry, we didn't choose to go with you with no explanation why, no feedback. And they still didn't get me any, even after I responded to the recruiter's email. And I was like, can I get anything? Like, what did you like about me? Because... I had really good feedback from all the people I interviewed with. And so you really just have to really brush that dirt off your shoulders um, and not let it break you, but just understand that it wasn't a right fit for whatever reason and make peace with that and just know that the right opportunity is out there, but you can't stop trying uh, because that right opportunity will come along. And a lot of times there are also blessings in those misses. Um, I know there was one opportunity that I was interviewing with and I really thought I wanted it. And it actually came neck and neck with my Microsoft offer. Um, and I ended up choosing my Microsoft offer over that other offer. Um, and I really was second guessing myself for about two weeks. And then I found out more about that role. And I'm so glad that I did not take that role um, just because of how the business was ran and kind of how my role would actually be intertwining with the rest of it. So keep the faith <laughs> as sappy as that sounds, but know that you will find the right position and fit for you um, and really lean on your network, lean on your connections. Um, I can't tell you how many times I even did that when I was jumping from Dell to Microsoft. Um, I mean, I leaned on my internal network and external and said, Hey, who do you guys know? And a lot of, you know, crowdsourced, And cause everybody's in the same boat as you. And I think it really also helps set the level ground playing field when you know what you're walking into any background about the company and it also just keeps us more at a level playing field in terms of salary and what we should be getting and what people in our field, based on our background and experience, should be getting paid. Um, I'm a huge advocate for that. Um, and yeah, that's my top advice for not giving up and being resilient when it comes to the job hunt.
0: That's great. That's like great advice. I admire you for going through all that. I'm like, I don't know if I can be able to do what you did when all of that, but it's cool to like see like, now like where you've ended up like all of that was to grow you and like taught you a lot of things and so it's just cool to like be on the other side of it for you i just think that's really awesome and a really cool story too i feel like you're full of really fun cool stories
1: I, <laughs> I know, <it's> like... <laughs> never, never a dull moment with me i
0: feel like you have you're just like you have so much you have so much advice and like experience it's so fun i've
1: lived a long life <laughs> <laughs>
2: But at least like in your experience, you're able to tell these stories and it's not so dreadful, you know, like it's fun, like it's fun for you. And like at the end of the day, it's worth it. So yeah, like helpful for others, too. Definitely. Is, like, really
1: cool. I think, And I think that's one of the things that I enjoy the most. I remember, you know, and all the things I've done, whether it be my military career or just working in general or my time at tech, you know, I've, I've always gravitated towards the people who've had real life experiences and who have no problem admitting that life is sometimes not all sunshine and roses. Um, There are definitely messy points in life, but you know, it's all about how you rebound from that. Um, And understanding that not one incident is ever going to be the end all be all, but it's all about picking yourself back up, um, realigning to where you want to go and getting there. And you know, nothing is ever off the table. Never sell yourself short. Um, I know I used to think that certain roles that i wasn't qualified for or other people were more qualified than me and that may sometimes be the case but you always it's always worth shooting your shot because you never know um and getting out of that comfort zone i think that's another huge piece of advice i give you is if you're comfortable then you're not where you need to be um and you know it's kind of like the old saying if you're the smartest person in the room find another room um because you can always be learning um i know in my role now i'm learning so much um you know i wanted to be challenged i wanted to not feel like i was on robotics automatic mode and that's exactly what I got. <laughs> um, some <laughs> days are harder than others, uh, just because I'm learning and using new skills that I didn't have three years of experience under my belt with yet, or didn't feel like I was on autopilot. So, you know, any kind of wisdom and you and teachings I can give on to other people to hopefully get make them have a better experience, I'm all about.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's great.
2: yeah I think
0: (laughs) that was all of our questions and that was like really great like information and experience you had to share on like all of that so we really appreciate all that you had to say
1: well absolutely Yeah, thank you guys so much it was an honor to be here and I'm and I'm welcome or have me back anytime I don't know if I'm welcome back but
0: you are welcome back back. (laughs) we are definitely bringing you back
1: (laughs) anytime you guys need me more of a resource so absolutely guns up Ruckham Tech
0: Wreck them. Thank you. Forever. Thank you so much, Joey.
1: Thank you.
2: This has been COMC Office Hours, a student-led production of the College of Media and Communication at Texas Tech University. We hope this podcast helps you explore the opportunities found in our college, stay up to date on ever-changing communication industry, and prepare for you to leap into any industry anywhere. Welcome